Hey everybody, welcome to another edition of NASCAR Radio, show number 93 of NASCAR Radio. I'm your pal Val. With me we have a special guest host, the cool card collector, Ken. How are you, sir? Fantastic yourself. Doing super duper. And then the man, the myth, the legend, PSA Hall of Famer, Logan at Kings at King NASCAR. How are you? Uh, I'm thinking about going out and playing powder puff football. <laughs> okay. Yeah, this is NASCAR Radio where trading cards and racing meet. We got a great show. We're gonna do the race recap from this last weekend with the winners and highest finishing rookies and their trading cards. We're gonna talk about the 2022 Dunruss that dropped. Uh, there's been signing of Tops products at the Lids and Fanatics. We're gonna talk about the new IndyCar set that's coming out, Speedway Stars. We kind of tease a little bit about it or the checklist full checklist was released on monday so we'll recap that and then of course the cornerstone of the podcast the king's court and um a lot of interesting ebay auctions so well let's get to it we're at the dirt truck race the camping world truck series race number six that was the second annual pitney's truck race on dirt now saturday April 16th at Bristol Motor Speedway. Ben Rhodes was our winner and highest finishing rookie was Dean Thompson at position 16. It was good that uh, Ben won that because he would seem to, um, you know, win in the stages one and two. And I don't know if you saw those, that last lap or two, uh, he, he was putting on a clinic on uh, how to race in the dirt. Yeah, he was coming off the turn and uh, he had a lot of momentum. And he was, you know, he had that thing yawed out and, you know, he, he passed Carson Hokovar, uh, with, was it like about four or five laps to go, I think, uh, to take the lead and they couldn't catch him. I mean, they got close a couple of times, but, you know, finally he just checked out and took, took the win. Yeah. So, you know, Ben Rhodes, we've talked about him last year. He won the truck series championship last year and he had that epic uh <laughs> victory celebration after the phoenix race so it was great to see him back in victory lane in 2022 and uh he definitely is uh, a character and it was great to see him same victory lane yeah i think he had one stages one and two in two previous races but was unable to close the deal but he won all the stages and won the race this time so he did very well. Yeah, and if you remember, his cards are in 2013, or his first NAS cards are in 2013 Press Pass Fanfare, and that's card number 99. That's a, like a Young Guns. Uh, and there's a few variations of that. There's a diamond die cut, serial number to five, the green die cuts to three. Uh, super rare for those two. But there's a half foil die cut, red foil die cut, sapphire die cut number out of 20, and the silver out of 25. And then there are a few Young Gun autographs numbered anywhere from 225 down to 10. And of course, if you're, you know, looking for, if you have got your hands on 2013 fanfare, congratulations. Uh, you're looking for that Kyle Larson rookie, but uh, keep an eye out for Ben Rhodes. Yeah, little did we know how good of a product that would be. You know, here we are, what, nine years later. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a it's a good, uh, good solid product. So super scarce now. I think all of the older wax is uh, got big potential. So uh, and then Dean Thompson, our other our highest finished rookie, 
Uh, no cards for him yet. Yeah, maybe he'll be in uh, next so year's winners. So what do you guys think of, like, the truck series? Like, what percentage of those guys probably, guys and ladies, have cards? I was thinking about that as you were talking about it. Um, you know, we've got less, you know, you've got five or so sets a year, but it'd be nice if, like, with Donners, they would expand it to where you have pretty much all of the Xfinity drivers and pretty much all of the truck series drivers. But I didn't know what are those guys, because I'm thinking of David Starr, like, doesn't even have a trading card, and that guy's been in the truck series for years. Well, Jennifer Joe Cobb, uh, you know, she doesn't have an, um, a card. So I think it's probably like 50%. Sometimes the we'll see Chronicles will be will be full with a lot of rookies. Uh, when, we re- when we have been recapping here, you know, a lot of, a lot of rookies in Chronicles. But, yeah, it would be nice, you know, they have – you know, if they wish they would leave it up to me. But they would – you know, everybody in the truck series – and the Xfinity series would at least have, you know, a card in Dunruss, right? It's a 200 card set. And I know you have the retro design, but try to put at least three quarters of the, the truck guys, Xfinity guys in there and girls. Yeah. We've talked about that before. I mean, we, we thought that Panini should do something like that. You know, like have the entire roster or at least, at least, you know, 30, the top 36 of trucks and uh, uh, Xfinity series. Yeah. So in the, Truck series are rookie of the year candidates, just even you know, like going for rookie of the year. Not everyone, um, Blaine Perkins, no card, Jack Wood, no card, Dean Thompson, no cards, Lawless Allen, who we want to see a card, no cards, and then Corey Heim has a new in Dunruss. So, one of those rookie of the year candidates in truck has a card so far. So, yeah, and I know uh, going back, you were mentioning Chronicles, um, for example, they had. Travis Braden in there who went to West Virginia University but he I mean he's not even run you know at at the level truck is kind of the third series he's not even been in a truck race and he's getting cards and you have guys that have been guys and gals that have been in the truck series for years that don't have any you know we you had Haley Deegan cards for how many years before she even made trucks so yeah I I I don't I guess I don't understand I don't understand it I don't understand the theory um I'm not necessarily saying we need the 1991 Max set all over again, <laughs> but it would be nice, you know. You know, we don't necessarily need all the crew chiefs and the Gasmen and the Jackmen and all that kind of stuff. The hauler, dri- hauler, hauler yeah. drivers, right? Yeah. The the engine builder, but it would be nice to have the drivers. Yeah, well, and we saw that. I think it was the last few years with Quinn Huff was in Cup level, and he never had a card at all. So, and it's at the Cup level. But what do I know? I'm going to go back on mute now. <laughs> that's fine. Where was I going with this? Okay, so the next race, Darlington Raceway. Uh, that's going to be race seven. That's dead on tools 200. But this is going to be Friday, May 6th. So we got a few weeks before the truck series is back. Uh, they don't run as often as the Xfinity and Cup Series. So, But I want to pause right here to thank our sponsor, Panini America. Yeah, and, you know, talking about the trucks, um, Haley Deegan finished 18th. They ain't going to cut it. I'm sorry. She's going to do better. I mean, I, she was proud of that finish, but I'm not proud of it. Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> also, like to um, give a shout out here. Please like and subscribe to the podcast and the YouTube channel. And hello to our new uh, YouTube subscribers, Casey uh, McLaurin. Uh, and his channel is Skidmark. 
X. So I thought you'd like that, Logan. And then PC. <laughs> yeah, I like Skid Mark. I guess it's Skid Marks when you with the X. Skid Marks. I like that. It's cool. <laughs> yes. Moving on to Xfinity Series. They were off. They were watching all the excitement on the dirt. But their next race is race number nine. And that's going to be at Talladega Super Speedway. That's the AG Pro 300. And that's Saturday, April 23rd at 4 p.m. Stages for Talladega Super Speedway are lap 25, 50, and 113. Qualifying is on Friday. Moving over to the Cup Series. That was race number nine. And that was the 62nd annual Food City Dirt Race. And that was Sunday, April 17th. At Bristol Motor Speedway Dirt, our winner was Kyle Busch. AFB. Yes, and our highest finishing rookie was Austin Cedric at position 16. Now, that race was interesting because I thought it was going to come down to Tyler Reddick was, was leading there and looked like he was going to get his first win, and but Chase Briscoe was not going to give up without a fight. And they Briscoe ended up taking out Tyler Reddick for Kyle Bush's 60th win, cup win. Yeah, that I was proud of Kyle Bush. And, and everybody goes, well, he just backed into it. And he's been criticizing everybody for backing into wins and things. But, you know, he's had several of them taken away from him with late race cautions. So I think it evens out, in my opinion. I mean, you can criticize him all you want, but I'm proud of him. I'm glad he got his 60th win. But, you know, next up on on his horizon for wins is Dale Earnhardt. So he's got a little ways to go. Yeah, I think he can. <laughs> he's got a long ways to go. Yeah, 16 races. I That's going to be a, a tall mountain to climb this late in his career. Well, you know, how many races can he win a year? Four, five, right? Yeah, you know, he's... You know, or he could be like Kyle Larson and win seven or eight. <laughs> but that, that's I just don't see that happening. Yeah, I don't see that happen either. I mean, it can happen, but, you know, the odds are not there. So you're talking another four years, maybe? Maybe. if he, if, But, you know, that's that's four races a year. So that's a tall order still. Right. Because with the gen car and the competition mm -hmm. is so fierce. You have all these new, new young guys that are hungry. You know, you can see track house and, uh, and these other teams that are stepping it up. So the competition is, I think, pretty fierce now. Yeah, the next-gen car has really leveled the playing field, no doubt. And that's what it's supposed to do, right? So that mm -hmm. um, the three of us can all chip in and we can start our own cup team, right? And make it real affordable. Yep. Uh, Kyle Busch, his rookie cards, first cards. He's in that 2002 Choice Marketing Rising Stars uh, card number 18, and I – Mention that because that card is 20 years old. Man, do I feel old. That is hard to believe. Yeah, so uh, his other cards from Press Pass, uh, Pack Issue, and all that stuff is 2004. So another two years. So that's, you know, 18 years old right now. And, you know, we've talked about it before how great uh, NASCAR is and affordable. You can still pick up those Kyle Busch rookies for, you know, like under $10 and, and uh, stuff. So. 2004 press pass there's the <laughs> normal i guess well not normal but so the press pass had its own like base release let's go there card number 38 and then they put a variation on that card where the infield 
and the track are in the background, which, which is pretty cool. And there's a few different versions of that. Uh, there's a platinum version. There's a samples. And then there's the eBay previews, number to five. There's autographs in 2004 for Kyle Busch with uh, signings, uh, no numbered, and then also a gold version. There's press pass, top prospects, memorabilia, uh, glove, sheet metal, and tire, number to 100, 250. There's press pass Optima, card number 54. There's a Beckett sample and gold of that. Number to 100, there's Press Pass Stealth. They did not shy away from putting him in like in everything. So mm-hmm. he's in Stealth, he's in Trackside. There's a Beckett sample. So there's like three three different cards in Trackside. Card 31, there's 84 with Ricky Hendrick and Kyle Bush, And then number 92, Kyle Bush. So there's the Beckett samples are through all three of those versions. Easy for me to say. And then there's also the golden version, number to 100. And then High Gear, there's an autograph version, Beckett Sample Preview, and M- uh, MPH, which is numbered out of 100. And that's the High Gear is one we always talk about being notoriously off-center. Yeah, left to right is off-center all the time. <laughs> yeah, so I always say, if you find a perfectly centered High Gear for a good price, you pick that up. Yeah, no doubt. So he's going to be a future Hall of Famer, um, I'm sure, a first ballot. So, And you can still pick his stuff up for, like I said, under $10 bargains out there. Mm-hmm. So he does not sign through the mail. You have to join his fan club, and he has a signing day in May. So I've done that a few times. And then you also get the autographs from all the truck guy, Cal Bush Motorsport truck guys. So that's always pretty cool. Yeah, he's always tough, man. Uh I remember trying to catch him one time at the Hall of Fame. He didn't look, look like he was too happy to sign my cards. <laughs> yeah, I've had both both reactions from him. Uh, I've had him tell me to get that S away from him. And then I've also had him, you know, sign with no problem either. So, yeah, I, I guess it all depends on when and how you catch them and what they've got going on. So, oh, I, mean, yeah, I, can, I, I, I can understand that some, sometimes. But, you know, he's, he, like I said, he's notoriously been a tough signer he's not jeff gordon tough but or tony stewart uh, yeah so he's definitely easier than than the guys and again you're asking for autographs so if you get them great if you don't you know no no problem so respect their time so anyway moving on austin cedric highest finishing rookie we talked about him a few times and we're talking uh 2018 dunross phenoms he's in that phenoms Insert set, and there's a cracked ice version and explosion. Cracked ice number to 999 and explosion to 99. He's in 2018 Panini certified with a base card there with the different parallels, uh, mirror parallels, scripted signatures in 2018 Prism. He's also in 2018 Panini Victory Lane with a base card there and Victory Lane signatures. So let me ask you a question about the race. I guess it's really post race. <laughs> what, did, what did you think about uh, Tyler Reddick and Chase Briscoe talking to each other? What, if what if I'm being totally honest, I'm seeing uh, Tyler Reddick at his car. I see Jay, Chase Briscoe coming over. I'm thinking Ty Gibbs round two. And then it's the apologizing, both of them apologizing to each other. Mm-hmm. And so totally caught me off guard. 
I felt, I guess, more upset for Tyler Reddick not being able to get his first win because Chase had, you know, had, I guess, dive bombed into that corner and his back end got loose and tapped Tyler Reddick. And, you know, they both kind of slowed down and, and they were trying to save it while, while Kyle Bush drove by. So I felt really bad for Tyler Reddick. And Tyler Reddick was like, you know, he raced how many laps, hundreds of laps, and like, eh, no big deal. Yeah, I, I just couldn't believe that. I mean, the the cup series is the premier series and if i'm leading and it's it's my chance to get my first win and i get knocked out of that win i'm going to be mad about it i'm right. sorry i'm going to be very mad about that with the person who knocked me out so but it, it's like this chase briscoe comes in there and goes oh i'm sorry and then tyler race like oh uh it's okay and it's like hug hug kiss kiss and you know i, I felt like i was watching a damn uh uh, show, watching Love Connection on TV. It's like, what is going on here? This is ridiculous. Bring uh, back Donnie and Kale. Bring back Donnie and Kale. Whoa. Hold on. Hold on. Listen. There's a fight between Kale Yarbrough and Donnie Allison. The tempers overflowing. They're angry. They know they have lost. That's oh, what? what I'm talking about right there. Would you see Kale Yarbrough and Donnie Allison going, oh, I'm so sorry. And you wouldn't see that crap. That to me, that is just it's just ridiculous. And this this is what happens when you have the generation of people that everybody gets a trophy. It is. This, so, this is what it's all about. I mean, it's like this is freaking NASCAR, y'all. This is not the dating game or powder puff football. It's not. Don't go in there and hug, hug and kiss. At, at least I'm not saying fight, but at least you shave some words because that I think that was just crazy. Logan needs, oh, there you a go. Hug. Logan needs a hug. Yeah, I think no, he I does. don't need a hug. I, I want to. I want to see somebody yell at somebody for taking me out for not winning my first race. So what's that? You know, the added. I, I can't exactly put my put it into words, but you know, as an owner, you want to see them upset about it, right? Yes. You want to see like if there's no passion or no one's upset, then you know, were you giving it your all or? You're not. You know, I don't know if I'm putting that in the words right, but no, you're right. So that's why I was like, I felt bad for Tyler Reddit because he's been in the Cup Series for a few years. You know, he was in that group where we had an amazing uh, rookie class with Cole Custer, Christopher Bell, uh, Tyler Reddick, and John Hernan Emircheck, right? And Cole Custer got a win, and for his, I think his rookie year, and then Bell got a win the next year. John Harnibyshek went down to truck and has been, you know, winning down there. And then Tyler Reddick was like the last one of that group of the Fab Four there. To, and I thought for sure he was going to get that win because he is super talented. And he won Xfinity Championship back-to-back -back with two different teams. And that's like crazy mm -hmm. how hard it is to win. So I, I, I know the guy is super talented. And so I knew it was just a matter of time. And I was like, so I felt, I think, worse that he didn't win than he did. Me so, too. And, and, and my son texted me going, I can't believe because I wanted him to win and he, he didn't win. And it's like, and then he just like, I, so what? I didn't win. Big deal. You know, that was, to me, that was a ratings killer, man. It's like, don't come into freak, freaking victory lane and play, go fish with each other. Come on. <laughs> yeah. Please. <laughs> anyway, so that, that's my tyrant of, of that. Cause I just thought it was ridiculous. And, it was just, I've never seen cup drivers act that way. I mean, I've seen apologies and things, 
but not like that. Totally understand. Because I was caught me off guard too. Like I said, I was expecting at least some words. You know, not necessarily Tyler Ty Gibbs round two, but you know, it, it was like, oh man. Uh, but but it was totally. Hey, I'm sorry. Hey, I'm sorry too, and that kind of deal. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know <laughs> where we're going next, and there's going to be none of that. Uh, everybody's going to be on edge at Talladega Super Speedway, race number 10, the Geico 500. Uh, they're going to need Geico insurance after that, after the big one. So, Sunday, April 24th at 3 p.m., stages at Talladega Super Speedway are lap 60, 120, and 188. No practice uh, qualifying is Saturday, the 23rd, from 11 to 12. 30. Yeah, I could uh, possibly get in the car early, like about five in the morning, drive down there and go watch that race if I wanted to. It depends on how I feel. <laughs> now, Talladega is the biggest track on the circuit, opened in 1969. Uh, as opposed to giving trivia, I don't, just didn't know if folks know about this one. So the first race, and Logan, you can jump in here with this. So Caldega, it was such a massive track that the cars, they couldn't keep tires under the cars for qualifying. All of the big stars pretty much boycotted it and said they were not going to race. Bill France wanted them to kind of back down the speed so that they didn't kill the tires. The drivers wanted to drive, you know, all out. And so the majority of the big drivers left, packed up, and... That's why who won the race? Richard Brickhouse. Right. That's why it wasn't one of the super big names. Also, whose first race was it? Whose first race was it? He's oh a, gosh. He's a, he's a team owner and Richard Children. Uh, yes. Because Bill France called up all the drivers he could to come race to make sure he had a full field. And I believe that with ticket they would get uh because of that uh free admission to the next race. That that is correct, and, and so that's I didn't know when, folks didn't know about that. And that's when they uh, were forming the the players union. I mean the players union, the drivers union too. For for the second time, mm-hmm. the first time was uh, Tim Flock and them, and Curtis uh, Turner. And, yeah, and so we talked about Bill France before, right? Getting pulled to the holler and how he ruled with an iron thumb or iron fist. That the first time. If you didn't race in NASCAR and you raced in a competitive league, you lost your NASCAR points. So this is why, like, Lee Petty, because these guys had to feed their family, they would go from race to race, and Lee Petty would lose his points uh, and then continue the race on. And so there were some times where he came in second or third in points where he probably could have been champion, but he they chose to uh, race elsewhere. But back to the part where he would infiltrate the – because it was open to all the drivers. And so Bill France registered as a driver so he could be on in on the um, the talks <laughs> uh, for the union. But he banned Tim Flock and um, Curtis, Turner. Curtis Turner as well. And then they let them in a few years later. So again, back to the 69, the, the, the drivers were trying to uh, form a, a, a driver's union. Bill France would try to squash that. All, yeah, all it's probably good. It was, called, it was called the PDA. Hold on. I've actually got, now that you're talking about that. <laughs> I know we're going off on a tangent, but it's, you know, some interesting facts that folks might not even know about. Let's see. Yep. PDA. They sold keychains and things to, um, to raise money for their driver's association. And there's a sticker from it, the PDA. And there's all these different keychains. 
you see they've kind of gotten flopped around over the years in my display, but right. Hey. And then Talladega was the first place where Buddy Baker went over 200 miles an hour on the, uh, it was a closed track or whatever, but that's where he broke the 200 mile an hour. Yeah, in the number 88 Superbird. So that's our trivia. And then then the PDA came full circle at the end of the race this week. More public displays of affection. (laughs) (laughs) That's good, buddy. I love that. <laughs> I got my one liner in. I, I'm tapping out now. Hey, all right. Uh, IndyCar next race is Sunday, May 1st. So we have a few, uh, another week before that. And that's going to be in Birmingham, Alabama, the road course, the Barber Motorsports Park at 1 p.m. One of the most beautiful facilities you'll ever see. I've been there in person. Mm-hmm. That's it's, a nice place. Beautiful. It's beautiful. I just wish it was a little wider so you'd have a lot, little more passing than uh, you're usually able to get there. But beautiful facility. So, Ken, do you have any uh, thoughts on who may who may be our winner? I mean, I won't say it's like NASCAR where, you know, you've got the you know, you've got the new car and, you know, it's almost open to anybody. But I mean, IndyCar, it's hard to say because IndyCar, it's just it's as it's as competitive as it's been, you know. For the most part of most of my life, you know, I'm sure, you know, in the late 80s and whatnot before the split and all. But I mean, I wouldn't even I honestly I couldn't even throw out a guess, to be honest. I mean, it's hard. To, it's hard to argue against Joseph Newgarden, though. So you got two wins, two wins. And I mean, he can he can run anything. He runs ovals. He runs, you know, street circuits. But since I'm on here and I know it's not about this race, but I just want to say that. As much as I enjoyed seeing Jimmy Johnson struggle last year, I was so impressed with a what was it a sixth place finish? I think at Texas. Yes, and I think he's going to be. I think he. I mean, he's with a good team and everything, so I think he's going to be a serious competitor for the five hundred. I mean, he's run five hundred miles, so that's not something new to him. He's run more nope. five hundred mile races than probably any guy in IndyCar. Oh, absolutely. Because he's Indy is the only Indy is the only five hundred mile race. Um, I mean, he's with a good team. I mean, so yeah, I, I, I just, I just wanted to throw that out there, even though I kind of crapped on him last time I was on, I was very impressed with what he did. And it just goes to show that, you know, the series are very different. Yes. You... But ovals are ovals. And yeah, I, I really look for him to be very competitive over the course of that race. His hand should be healed by then. So he should be good. Moving on to F1. They were off last week. Next race is April 24th at 9 a.m. And that is the Emilia Romega <laughs> Grand Prix. Let's just say it's in Rome, Italy. So I'm looking forward to uh, in F1 getting back to it. Emilia, so. Yeah, Emilia Romagna <laughs> Grand Prix, whatever. Yeah, we, I, we, I, I should know. F1 names and, and things were the best of them for sure. Definitely. We're, you know... <laughs> We haven't, we've been doing F1 less than a year, so we've been doing NASCAR for, oh, many years. So, But we'll learn, and we'll watch. So, and did, I did see, uh, I think it was announced in the last week that uh, the Miami GP later this year, ESPN is actually going to put it on ABC. So, I mean, they're doing, you know, the things to uh, kind of like uh, NBC is doing with IndyCar. Um, the first three races of the season are up like 30% over last year, you know, by getting them more on the big TV you know, the, the set, the over the air TV. And that could be a big thing for formula one in the States too. getting on ABC. Love yep. to see it. All right. 2022 Dunruss 
thoughts, Logan? I opened I opened the box. I uh, like the eighty one design, the eighty one retro. I like the rated rookie selection, which we recapped. If you haven't, our last episode ninety two, we dug deep into the Donruss checklist with the rated rookies and some of our picks for that, and some of the insert sets and some uh, uh, I guess what the short print inserts and and stuff like that. So. Yeah, I've, I've kind of perused eBay a little bit. There haven't been any really big cards hit or big sales. I mean, you know, two, three hundred dollar cards. I mean, it's not been anything you know worth writing home about. Uh, what I have noticed for sure is that there's like four redemptions that I've seen so far, four different drivers. You've got Chase Elliott, Denny Hamlin, Ty Gibbs and Natalie Decker have gotten got redemptions so far that I've seen. I hate to see that for Ty Gibbs. Well, I hate to see it for all of them, actually, because you know how how it goes. Some of these may be signed. Some of them may never be signed. Um, so you may not ever get a redemption. So it's interesting because this is usually a sticker product. So mm -hmm. I'm really surprised that I guess the, the sticker sheets have not come back. So that would probably be my guess. Yeah. All right. Well, one thing I can tell you is, you know, might be a good time to buy stuff. If you are in the know, I, you know, picked up a Martin Truex watercolor for tax shipping and everything for 20 bucks, which I thought was a steal since they're a case hit mm -hmm. for 20 bucks of a cup champion and future hall of famer. Uh, his first watercolors. Again, I, I, I like the watercolor set. So, so there's some bargains out there. You know, some folks are selling the rated rookies and have lots, lots, in quote, of them. So anybody that hasn't watched Logan's video of his box opening, I encourage you to go watch that. He's he's, he's a little excited, a little excited. <laughs> that was a, that was the best Donruss box break I have ever had by far. Um, I was lucky enough to to pull a Haley Deegan auto out of 99 and I've yet out of all the hundreds of boxes I have broken since she's been out. That's her first autograph that I pulled. And then I got the case hit. Well, they're not going to go watch it. If you keep telling them everything. Oh, come on, man. All right. Scratch that from the record, <laughs> <laughs> but he did. I, I cut him off just in time for the tease with the case hit. Yeah. It, it's, it's a, it's a, okay. We'll say this. It's the best box by far that I have ever broken. And it's definitely worth watching because it's a lot of fun. All right. Go subscribe to King NASCAR. Go watch the video. And if you're really bored, subscribe to my channel, too. Oh, always subscribe. And Val. And Val. I mean, well, no, no, no. So, no, with NASCAR radio, subscribe and ring the bell. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. My bad. So, But right. I watched a, uh, a case break. What was it? Was it Monday night, I think? I think it was Monday night. It was from, and I'm going to plug them because I thought they did a very good job. Uh, it was KO's card breaks. They broke a whole case. It took almost four hours for them to break that box. And I, I had it all in the background. I had a few players in there, we'll just say. And, and I did okay. I didn't do great. But um, one thing I noticed about his case break is that uh, he had a box that was almost identical to the box I broke. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, same, same drivers, same memorabilia. It's weird how that collation goes with Panini. I thought that was very strange. 
does he uh does he sell his spots does he do ebay auctions yes he does ebay auctions. i, I had bid on the santino ferrucci but i was well short yeah i didn't bid on that one i i bid on Corey heim um and, and a few others denny hamlin some other ones but um those guys were very professional uh they didn't take their shirts off or anything and do any yelling and screaming. I mean, I will definitely break with those guys again because they were very professional. I even commented about that, uh, you know, in the comments while they were breaking and they appreciated that because, uh, you know, he had some issues and he gave people credits and some things. I mean, you know, it's not like, hey, we got this mega hit that we said we were going to give you, but now we're going to take it back. There was none of that crazy stuff. So, yes, I highly recommend those guys and, you know, check them out. But as, as far as Donruss goes, I mean, I like the cards this year. I like the uh, the Race Kings. I like that design really, really well. Um, I like, uh, in fact, I like all the designs. I like the 81 retro look, you know, because I remember distinctly, buying 81 Donruss when they came out. Uh, so, you know, I do have a little bit of sentimental attachment there, I guess. But yeah, it's, it's, I think they did very well this year. Yeah. There's, there's one, you know, Val's got a, a race Kings. That's a Optima. Yes. Yeah, that's, that's nice and shiny, but I highly recommend Donruss this year. It's a nice product. I like the rookies in there. Uh, they've got that Tony. I cannot pronounce her name correctly. It's either Bredinger or Breedinger. I'm not sure which way it's pronounced, but she's got um, she's got some cards in there, and I think she's going to be probably the hottest rookie this year out of the out of the bunch. Um, so it's a great product. I highly recommend grabbing you a box if you can. Yeah, the the Race Kings I think did a really nice job. They'll look great autographed. Absolutely. Tony Stewart. Yeah, you got and several. The, and then. Uh, you know the relics. So you busted the box. So you got that. That you got that relic. You got oh Chase Elliott relic. That's good. Mm -hmm. Who who's your auto? Uh, that's a great question. It was um, <laughs> must have not been too good. <laughs> well, uh, I think it's is it uh, Riley Herbst maybe. Riley Herbst. Oh, that's out of five, isn't it? Yeah. Top five. Yeah, Kyle Busch. That's cool. Those, those yeah. are hard to get. I only saw a couple of those out of that case break. Uh, that's the other thing about that case break is, you know, they had a case hit uh, of one of the downtown cards. And they had two one of ones. They had a printing plate and a regular one of one out of a whole case. So those one of ones are tough. And those top fives, I think they only had maybe three or four of those top fives, maybe. So I think the Santucci. There you go. There's. There's, Ken, there's Ken's guy. Yeah, he's running the Indy 500 this year. Um, so he runs for uh, Sam Hunt Racing, I guess. He's supposed to in the Xfinity Series, but I can't really figure out when he's going to run. It looks like they use different drivers throughout the season. So I, I don't know. I'm definitely interested. I'm definitely interested to watch uh, if I could if I know ahead of time that he's going to be running. So some of the teams, what they'll do is they'll have cars available, and if the driver brings funding, they can run. Yeah, I I don't know how it works. I just know that yeah, he's supposed to be running with them a little bit. So I'm just telling you from I've seen it. Uh, Greg Alding is that way. He was bringing some funding and he would um, you know run some races. So, but uh, we're already 40 minutes in, and 
<laughs> I want to get to the next topic here, and that's going to be lids, tops, hobby boxes, and trading cards now available at lids. And the reason I bring that up on our podcast is there's been some F1 sightings. So are they just selling full boxes, do you think? Or are they packing it out? Or you have any idea? I don't know. It says uh, being found at retail at Lids and Fans. And, you know, there's the F1 blaster boxes. I don't know if this Chrome box, what's that? what that's really doing there. If that's a uh, plant or if that's really legit. So, again, this is from the F1 F Formula 1 trading cards, collectors, uh, card, buy, chat, buy, sell, trade, swap. Uh, that's a pretty good group there. So, but just wanted to bring that to everybody's attention. Yeah, I had seen on Twitter earlier today, it was something different. Um, but it was, uh, like the full side of one of their, uh, whatever you would say, what kind of what they have in the floor, you know, the roller rack type deals, but it was one side of it. And it appeared if I, if I'm remembering correctly, it appeared to just be, uh, like boxes, blasters, stuff like that. Uh, I could be wrong. Um, but I believe that is what I saw. So I'm curious about the price. If it's the Walmart price or if it's the flipper price. Do not believe I saw anything on that particular given tweet, but I'll bet you if we go uh, go look at Twitter and look up lids, I'll bet you I can uh, find something. Okay. Next subject. Uh, I don't know if you want to talk any more about it, but I just want to make sure everybody was aware that, hey, you might have another source of racing uh, F1 if you're a top F1 guy. Uh, you're not going to find any panini at lids, but. Just want to let the F1 uh, listeners know about that. So I think it's only in the U.S. Yeah, I, I, I was looking on my work computer, but I'm not signing into Twitter on my work computer. So I guess I got nothing for you. That That's fine. That's um, right. So just want to bring that to everybody's attention. Racing pictorial. <clears throat> yes. Stars. So the checklist was released on Twitter from uh, at Racing Pictorial. Uh, this is going to be a 30-card set, and I did get confirmation that it's going to be kind of like the old Dunros highlights, old Dunros rookies. You're going to get a full, complete 30-card set with one uh, champion's insert per box. You go out to racingpictorial.com for the website. That he gives a blurb about it. A new officially licensed line of trading cards to be released in May will honor auto racing great past and present and celebrate a legendary magazine that thrilled readers for decades. There's a series one checklist is out. Uh, it'll be available for purchase at the world's largest auto racing memorabilia show in Plainfield, Indiana, May 27th and 28th and online at racingvictoria.com. We went to that show, ooh, what, 2010 or whatever, when it was at the old fairgrounds, which is a great uh, show if, if you're in that vicinity. So, Yeah, and the good thing about that show is, too, I mean, it's, it's primarily an indie show. So if you're a NASCAR guy like Val and I, um, we were able to pick up some good deals because, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's just like everything else that we've seen, like at the National where a dealer will buy – 
a, a collection of cards and they'll get they'll get a handful of NASCAR cards or things in there and they really don't care about those. They just want to get rid of them because, you know, it doesn't mean anything to them. So it's kind of the same thing, I think, with the IndyCar. Uh, you know, they they're they're more focused on Indy and they're not as concerned about NASCAR. So, hey, I just get rid of the NASCAR because I like the Indy better than the NASCAR. So we were able to pick up a lot of good stuff there. And I remember you picked up an epic ticket, autograph ticket, if I remember. Yeah, right. two of two tickets. I picked up a Jeff Gordon and a Dale Earnhardt signed Brickyard ticket from you know, Jeff Gordon was 94 and Earnhardt was 95. And I've since had those encapsulated and everything by PSA. But yeah, I got those for a song and a dance. They were unbelievably cheap. And then we also had uh, autograph guests as well. So mm -hmm. uh, that's the that same, not to deviate that same tri trip where we uh, were at the Indy and we turned here, turned there and turned whatever in, on the, in the uh, gasoline alley. And we were right there with all these indie legends. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. How, to this day, I still don't know how we did that. I, I don't know either. But anyway, so back, back to the checklist. And I know, Ken, you've uh, kind of perused it. Uh, one of the ones that jumped out at me, because I'm a big Tim Richmond fan, is, is that Tim Richmond's in it. And let me let me change screens to the Twitter feed, because he's got some of the photos out there. They're really great photos. They're from the Rayman collection. So this is the, the Twitter feed with... Um, Bobby Grimm, <clears throat> there's the checklist there. There's the Tim Richmond with the Uno hat and anymore. So, and then uh, let's see if I click there, we'll come up to give a better view of the checklist there. So Jim Clark, Bobby Grimm, Roger Ward, Johnny Rufferton, James Hinchcliffe, Hinchcliffe, Wilbur Shaw, Bill Cummings, Babe Strap, Eddie Sachs, Darno for Franchelli. Dario Franchelli. Thank you. I don't know why I drew a blank on that one. Pat O'Connor, Pat Viden, Troy Huffman, Mel Kenyon, Johnny Parsons, Ronnie Duman, Duke Nalen, Rex Mays. Yoke and Rent. Thank you. Tim Richmond. I got that one. <laughs> <laughs> David Hobbs. Me's glasses when you get old, man. It's. Uh, <laughs> well, uh, Faulkner, Jigger Saroy, Jigger Saroy. Uh -huh. All right, Bobby Marsham, Jimmy McElree from Arlington, Texas. There we go. Tony Brittenhouse, Paul Goldsmith. There we go. <laughs> Denny Zimmerman and Rolly Beal. Beetle plus one champions insert. You get the whole entire first series in one box, all 30 cards. But yeah, yeah so I, like I, I did some uh, I did some uh, quick research on this before the show. So, of the thirty guys, fourteen of those don't have any current trading cards. So these should be fourteen rookie cards. It could be thirteen if you want to say Mel Kenyon has one. He's on a card, but it doesn't ever mention his name. Um, among those thirty, you have six Indy Five Hundred champions. Those six have a combined thirteen Indy Five Hundred wins and since this is nascar radio you do have six guy uh six drivers with nascar starts uh including uh johnny rutherford who won who did win a daytona duel you have dario franchiti who had a very short nascar cup career 
David Hobbs, who, you know, I know David Hobbs mostly from calling race, calling the Daytona 500 on CBS and Stroke Race, the greatest movie ever, ever made. Uh, But you also have Paul Goldsmith, who had 127 cup races and nine victories, including the last Daytona uh, beach race. Mm -hmm. And then he is 96 years old and the oldest living Indianapolis 500 veteran. And as of a couple years ago, was still flying his airplane and signing autographs through the mail. Yeah, I think I sent one to him years ago. He's a great signer. And he'll send, he was like, I sent like six or eight cards, wrote him a nice note. He sent me back like four additional photographs. He was a uh, motorcycle racing champion. One of the photos was him with his motorcycle. I think one was with, one was with uh, probably in the Smoky Unit car, I think, that he ran in NASCAR. And then a couple of uh, IndyCar related ones. But yeah, th- those were some of the things that, uh, you know, I kind of touched on and kind of going through looking. Um, we had talked about before the show, uh, you know, a handful of these guys are still alive and may sign. Um, James Hinchcliffe actually, w- uh, he's doing some announcing. I do believe he has a ride for the Indy 500. So he's, a, he's the only current driver. Um, David Hobbs is still with us. I believe Jigger Saroy is. Um, obviously, mm-hmm. I mentioned Paul Goldsmith is. That might – Johnny Rutherford is, and Johnny Rutherford signs through the mail. Um, I've sent him like four at a time. He just lives over in Fort Worth. He return, I usually get him back in just a little over a week from him, but he'll sign, you know, like four at a time. Dario Franchitti obviously is still living, but uh, he lives in Scotland, so he flies over here for – race things that he does because he still works with Ganassi, but then he flies right back to Scotland. So he's not exactly one that uh, you can get through the mail, but there are a handful of those guys. So it's possible you have to send it to the shop. You can try. Uh, (laughs) I will just say that uh, we have a mutual friend that knows him well. And he really just said, he just really doesn't sign. Nah, just because he doesn't, he, I don't even know that he goes to the shop. (laughs) It might be one of those things where he might get his mail once every couple of years. Gotcha. Yeah. So yeah, you, if you send something, you know, as naturally, whenever you send anything through the mail, don't send anything you can't afford to lose. Exactly. It's always yeah, when you send here. it, ascend it, assume you're not getting it back. If you get it back, it's a bonus, but never assume you're getting anything back. Absolutely. Yeah. If it comes to the Memphis distribution center, you're, <laughs> you're, you're taking your life in your own hands. <laughs> yeah, so. Also, and I don't know if we've talked about this before, but if you click on the e-commerce, you will see that they are $17.99, including sales tax. You can add those to your cart. Uh, and, and I believe shipping, I don't know if there's a flat for shipping, and it's like incremental for how many sets you get. So I actually didn't even know that was up yet. So that's good. that's good info. Well, that's why, you know, everybody's listening and tuning in to NASCAR radio. So, Ken, yeah. out of all these all these drivers and people in this checklist, which which car card or I should say, which driver are you most ex- excited to see on a card? Uh, I'm going to say it's Jimmy McElreath, uh, because, as I said, I live in Arlington, Texas. He was born here, lived here, died here, um, you know. Uh, my uh, stepson had his uh, one of his banquets one year, and we were at a country club, which was literally adjacent to where he lived. So, you know, he's a local guy. He doesn't – the only card 
that I can that I know of of him, and it you know it's hit and miss whether you consider it a, a regular card is from the uh, the first Avalon Hill racing set. It's listed on Trading Card Database, but that's the only card I know of for him. So I'm excited for that one. And then obviously Johnny Rutherford just lives right over Fort Worth, which I can pretty much spit into Fort Worth from where I am. And then I've been a Dario, a Dario Franchitti fan since uh, he was the very first IndyCar driver I met in 2007. Was nice as could be, like, signed for everybody, took pictures. He's like, anybody else? Anybody else want anything else? Uh, just just a nice guy. Um, so I've always been a Dario Franchitti fan. So those are the three that I'm the most excited about. And I, I guess I kind of left out Paul Goldsmith, but I'm excited about that because I'm going to get handful of sets and then send those off to him to get signed because as we were talking before the show he's got trading cards out there they're very hard to find uh, i don't know if they're just tucked away in collections or people don't know who he is enough to to want to sell them but i mean whether it be com c ebay sport lots his cards are not easy to find yeah he's in that the press pass the press pass sorry he's in that pro set <clears throat> and i don't know that was you know during the junk wax era so but you were right. He was in Press Pass Legends. He was in two of those sets, I think. So you're right. But he was also in that pro set as well. That 91, I think, pro set. As Paul Goldsmith? Yeah. And then he's in the uh, Winter Circle as well. He, but he's one of the short yes. players. Yeah. Uh, yeah, those, yeah, those are another one that don't come up very often. And those are probably not one I would ever send through the mail just because they are a little pricey. I think I did I, send one. I had I, one that was kind of beat up, and I was like, "Well, if I, you know, don't get it back, that's fine." And he got, I got it back. I have one copy. Some really nice guy that you know sent to me. He he's my pal. Yeah. <laughs> so well, seventeen ninety nine. I don't think that's a you know for thirty cards. Uh, that's a pretty good price, I would think. I I mean I think so. Um, you know what do I know though? But you know. Like I said, 14 of these guys have never had a trading card before. If you are an Indy 500 buff, like I am, I mean, I'm more of a, you know, more than average, you know, less than some, but yeah, just the ability to have all of these guys. There's been a lot of historical sets over the years that have uh, had race winners through the time that they were produced. But you have a lot of guys here, like I said, that obviously weren't race winners when almost half of the guys in the set, um, this is their first and, as so far, only card. Yeah. And you know, something, you know something I noticed, Ken, is Pat Viden. He was the USAC flagman. He was the flagman. And if you had ever listened to uh, Donald Davidson's um, – oh, man, I'm having a brain fart. The show he did every May for all those years, Who he was the longtime Indy, uh, Indianapolis Motor Speedway Museum historian. Uh, people always asked about Pat Vidan. I mean, he's very popular, and yeah, I was I was going through there. I'm like, yeah, he's the only one that's not a driver, but was very was extremely popular. Maybe not to the level of a Tom Carnegie or something like that, but a very big part of the history of the Indianapolis 500. It's a new track record. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I would like to see. Uh, he, uh, but they're actually. Uh, I know there's at least one card that he's on. Tom Carnegie from one of those. Uh, yeah, he's on one card. Is that just the one? It it's one of those early 90 sets, and he's on there, I want to say, with like Mario Andretti or somebody. Is it the all-world racing, maybe? I can't remember if it's the all-world or the – yeah, I can't remember which it's set. one it of those, I know. because Yeah, it's from like 90, 91, something like that. 
Yeah, because he's in the uh, Motorsports Hall of Fame of America, and there's a there's a registry set uh, on PSA, and he's only got that one card. And I've, I I got it graded a long time ago, but I'm trying to remember which one it was. I'd have to go look. But uh, yeah, I like the set in uh, that Jigger. How you pronounce his last name? Saroy. Saroy. You know, I was interested. It was interesting for me to find out that they have the, the Jigger Award for the hard luck driver for the Indy 500. He attempted the, to make the 500 seven yep. times. How many times did he make the race? Jigger, uh, he started, I think he did, he, like, one race, maybe? Nope, Val got it. Zero? Big old zero. But another, like, one that's just, even though he didn't make the race, he's a big part of history. Um, I was I was mentioning Donald Davidson in the show. Uh, Talk of Gasoline Alley was what it was called. But one of the things is, he doesn't ever want to answer the Jigger Saroy question because people ask it all the time. So, yeah, I mean, he's just one of those ones where it's a big part of the lore and history of the 500. Yeah, that was one of the few names I didn't know, and I, I went and did some research, and that, that's when I found out they had that Hard Luck Driver Award every year for somebody who didn't make the 500. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was interesting. I thought – so it, it's a really eclectic – checklist but I, I really like the his choices and i can only imagine what he's going to be doing for series two yeah the fact that he the fact that uh mike is such a fan of the history himself knows so much himself and knows these stories and again he knows donald davidson the gentleman i was talking about he knows him very well this isn't somebody at some company putting out just making a list of 30 guys to put in this is a guy that actually knows and understands the history and has one of, if not the best collection of autographs from Indianapolis 500 drivers. I mean, he has just about everyone that's pretty much possible. So, I mean, just his, his knowledge and his love is why you get such this eclectic checklist. And so many guys that, you know, a lot of people haven't heard of. And I am really excited to see it. I will be buying multiple sets. Yeah, I don't know what else I can say. I am excited. It's it's not uh, you know it's not a pack release form, but it's still basically the first new thing. There was a Borg Warner set that was released a couple years ago, kind of uh, by someone, uh, but there hasn't been a, a a wide release for IndyCar cards since 2007. So somebody else I was unaware of was Babe Stapp. He, he it's I couldn't find out much about him, but it did say he was a member of the infamous 13 Black Cats. Do you know anything about that? I do not. I know his name. I recall Donald Davidson talking about him. But, yeah, because I looked at everybody's Wikipedia page when I was going through if they started to ask, you know, those kind of things. I don't really know that much about him, and I want to look that up as well. I'm not actually sure what that is. So, Logan, make a note of that, and when we have Mike on – We'll uh, ask him about that. We'll ask him about the infamous 13 black cats. Yeah, because we'll have him on closer to the release. So I'm excited for that. Yeah. Um, yeah you can be on too if you want. Yeah. If you... Anyway. Um, yeah, because, you know, we want to talk about talk about the history, uh, you know, and to make the sets and his love for any car uh, and, and cards. Right. So and that's you know, what we do here at, at NASCAR radio. So, so yeah, I'm excited for the set. I'm going to, I'm like you can, I'm going to buy a handful of sets probably. And I'd like to try to get one, one sent off to Paul Goldsmith 
and hopefully he'll sign it. Yeah, and I think if you can find a quality address for James Hinchcliffe, I'm going to assume he signs. Like I said, he is very, very fan-friendly, um, very well-liked by the fans. Um, he's got a great personality, and he does – he has been in the booth for some of the races, I think, at least one of the races so far this year. Yeah, and you can go over to Johnny Rutherford's house and knock on his door and say, hey, man, can you sign this for me? Or I can just send them through the mail and <laughs> – yeah, I, you know, I knocked on uh, Fred Lorenzen's door one day, and he, he let me in. <laughs> well, you know, he told you to stop by. So. He did tell yeah, me. I have not been invited by Johnny Rutherford to his home. If I <laughs> if I am, I will go, and I will come on the show and tell y'all all about it. That'd be cool. All right, I guess our final segment is uh, King's Court. You have the music. Just cue the music. <laughs> All right. Oh, I did see this one. <laughs> <laughs> you see this one, Ken? I had seen it. I didn't see where it concluded at, but yeah, I had looked at it and I was like, it's already beyond where I'm at. <laughs> this is a card you don't see any mu- any, you know, too much. This is our Joker of the week, which, you know, is our odd or different card. This this ended on the 18th. It's a 1996 Wheels Crown Jewel Elite. Dale Earnhardt, number SD1, with seven diamonds in it. Um, it's number 239 of 300. It went for $282.77 with 17 bids. I was one of those bidders, and I did not win. So what I wanted to call out on this, and I, I think, I don't, I'm not sure whose screen we're seeing. Mine. but Yeah, okay. You can tell and you can see, but look at the edges. Look at the back wear on that. And I've seen that a lot as I've been getting into the night to the Dale Earnhardt cards. Um, but yeah, those 90 cards, I mean, that's $282. And what's that? A PSA six? Probably. <laughs> a PSA five. Um, imagine if you uh could pull one now and it didn't have all that chipping. Yeah, this was uh quite the uh quite the card. I, I was one I hadn't seen before. It's nice. Yeah, the thing about those wheels cards from back then, in that thicker stock, I don't know what press pass used to cut those with, but whatever they used, it it, it didn't do the cards very well because you you see a lot of chipping on those cards. Was that uh, was that pre press pass merger? It might have been. Uh, let's see, ninety six. It may have. It, yeah, what's your point though? Right. So, you know, the printing back then. They were just working on that thicker stock and those colors. So that that chip in, I mean, we see it in the 94 high gear, right? Wheels high gear with high the Earnhardt Jr. rookies trying to find those with without that chip in. Because you have that dark background and that gray and stuff. It shows the, the white pr- pretty quick and that purple bottom. So, But anyway, you know, it's only out of 300. And the fact that it's got the diamonds, you know, that was that not gimmick or whatever, but you know, that whole crown jewels line. So. Yeah. I like that set. In fact, I, I pulled way back when I may have it in the stack here. Uh, I thought I did. Maybe I don't. Um, I had the, the one, the Dale Earnhardt card with the seven emeralds or whatever they were. The seven. Uh, right. Yeah. So there were different versions with the different gemstones. 
Yeah, I thought I had it sitting here, but I guess I don't. If but, you ever decide you want to move that, I know a guy. <laughs> I, I, I was lucky enough to pull one. I like I, I had it here because I was actually considering sending it off to PSA, and I got to look at it. And I said, "No, nah, not not for fifty dollars. I'm not doing it. Maybe when things get cheaper at PSA." So please use the images to help evaluate the condition of the card. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so so let's move on. Our uh, our Jack of the Week, which is our young driver, Mick Schumacher Green Refractor. Yeah. So this ended on the 17th. It was a 2020 Topps Chrome F1 Green Refractor of Mick Schumacher. It's autographed, as you can see. It's out of 99 It sold for $540 with 16 bids. Uh, so that was... Huh? That's, I think, pretty good considering F1. Yeah. Yeah, and, that, and that's a nice looking card. I actually like those green variations. That's a that's a nice that's a nice looking card. And numbered out of a hundred out of ninety nine. Yeah, ninety nine. Very Christmassy. <laughs> it is Christmassy. He's got the red and the green going on. Ho ho ho! For up and coming Mick Schumacher. Yep. Next. Yep. All right, next Queen of the Queen of the Week female driver. This is ended on the sixteenth of April. Haley Deegan, 2018 Panini Blue Prism, card number 30. Of course, they say true rookie, and uh, it's out of 99, and it's it's ungraded, and went for $300 ungraded. It looks really nice. Um, I don't so know how it would grade, but it looks nice. So um, the best price was oh, 300? The best price was 300 yes. Okay. It, had, it had a... Best offer of four twenty, and and it sold for three hundred dollars. So I mean, I, that's pretty hefty for that card when you think about it. I mean, it's ungraded. I could see paying that money for a graded card, but wow, that, I thought that was impressive. So that's why. I, yeah, that's no, why. You're, you're right. Yeah, you know, when you break it all down, it's uh, numbered out of uh, ninety nine and ungraded, raw, mm -hmm. uh, for three hundred bucks. So, so. Moving on, our king of the week, which is our male driver. This is ended on the 17th of April. It's a 2021 Panini Prism NASCAR Austin Dillon gold vinyl one of one. We don't talk about Austin Dillon too much in King's Court, but this one kind of caught my eye since it was a one of one and it graded a PSA 10. Uh, they were asking $800 for it. and It went for a best offer accepted of $400. Wow. Yeah. It's not even a PSA slab. It's a, it's a SGC slab. But one eight hundred and took four hundred. Yeah. So four hundred dollars for that. You know, hey, that's not bad for Austin Dillon. I mean, and it's not even that's his car. It's not even picture of him. Right. So, anyway, so moving on, our ace of the week, which is our one of one, ended on the fifteenth of April. It's a 2020 Topps Chrome Sapphire F1, one of one of Felipe Drogovic, I believe is how you pronounce his name. I don't know if I got that right or not. But it had a price of $2,500 buy it now, and somebody went click and bought it now for $2,500. Wow. That's an F2, F2 driver. Yeah. Superstar. Wow. Yeah. Isn't that amazing? So somebody's one. Somebody's speculating. So a, a relative or or uh, something. Wow. Yeah. So I, I was I was impressed with that price. I couldn't believe that uh, it went for that much. But hey, 
you know, it is F1 and, you know, F1's still on fire right now. Everybody's still on the honeymoon with F F1. So our Royal Flush, which is our highest priced card of the week. And of course, you know, it's going to be F1. This ended on the 17th of April. It's Charles, or as they say on TV, Charles, Char, I guess it's Charles Leclerc. 2020 Tots Dynasty Formula One Triple Relic Auto, number seven of ten. And this had a lot of bidding. It went for $9,100 with 21 bids. So he's hot right now. I mean, he's won two races so yeah, far. Charles is in charge. As we well know of our nights and of our days. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that was impressive for that car. But it's only seven of ten. I don't like I, said, I don't know how that card would grade, but it's a nice looking card. And uh, you know, hats off to whoever bought that card for ninety one hundred bucks. It would be fascinating to see. You know, we see where the seller is. It would be fascinating to find out where the buyers are. Is this someone from his home country? Same question with that uh one one that we saw a little bit ago, just because there is so much foreign money involved in F one. I think it would be interesting to see if it, you know, ends up if it's going overseas or if it's staying here. Yeah, or going into a vault for somebody from overseas. Yeah. Yeah, I would love to know that too. That was too bad. We, you know, back in the good old days, we could find that out with eBay. We could see the user who bought it and then we could see where they were from, but not anymore with all the privacy concerns. I can see that. But that's it for the King's Court for this week. All right. Anything else, gentlemen? Skid marks and top freaking Gibbs. <laughs> yeah, I was just thinking we're going to see them back in action at Talladega. Like yeah, I said, I, they go there. Who knows? I mean, I have to be honest. You know, you guys know I'm not that much into NASCAR anymore. I was in the 90s through the early 2000s. Um, but from what I've seen, I actually enjoy Xfinity more than I enjoy Cup Series. And, you know, it sounds like Ty freaking Gibbs. Uh, <clears throat> has a little bit of Dale Earnhardt in him, so I'm starting to wonder if that's going to be my guy, if I'm ever he, ever able to pick a guy. I know you listen to the show, and we've talked about him. He has no fear. He's got good equipment. He he can win a lot of races. So yeah, yeah, he's he's small in stature, but he's he's big. He's big in uh you know in his driving abilities, and it, you know he's he's not afraid. He's not afraid in the car. He's not afraid out of the car. Let's just hope he doesn't bump anybody stupidly this week. Well, we'll see with uh, the big one. If Hopefully, yeah. you know, you definitely want to be out front. You don't want to be back in the pack. So, Yeah, that'll probably be the, the best race of the weekend will probably be the Xfinity race. Yeah, I really enjoy the Xfinity race because we got all these guys who are trying to make a name for themselves. And not that the Cubs not good, but... You know, that's always kind of where those up and coming drivers are. And so that's why I always like to watch to see who, you know, who to start to, who to collect, right. And, and start picking up before they get the cup. I've said it numerous times, numerous years that, uh, you know, when somebody gets to the cup, it's not a surprise, right? If you listen to the show, we're talking about the highest finishing rookies in truck, the winners in Xfinity, highest finishing rookies in Xfinity uh, and getting their way to cup. So, we're talking to about them a lot. Nobody just really shows up into Cup. So uh, if you collect cards, you'll know about them way in advance. Yep, no doubt. And I got one more thing. Um, we miss you, Jason. We'll see you next week, I guess. Yep, Jason will be back. 
I didn't uh, I didn't have quite the research down that he did, but hopefully I somewhat was able to add something. <laughs> but Dude, I don't, you are. Yeah, but I appreciate I, I really appreciate you guys having me on. I have fun every time. I, yeah, I was happy that you were going to be on. I yeah, gonna... really uh, covering um, the Speedway Star set. Uh, you know, wouldn't want to break that down with anybody else. So appreciate you hopping on and filling in for Jason. So. Happy to be here. Anytime, guys. Anytime. From uh, me and the guys, thanks for watching, listening to the podcast. Please subscribe, like, uh, share the podcast with your friends, and we will catch you next week.